Welcome to a special edition of the Washington State Indivisible podcast. I'm Stephen Cox. Today, as the country grapples with acts of hate and violence, we touch on a matter close to home here in Washington. Right now in the city of Redmond, there is pressure on the city council to sign a public statement condemning hatred against Muslims. And it specifically calls out an organization called the Alliance for Persecuted People Worldwide, or APPWW. The group is a Washington nonprofit based in the city of Redmond, and many people there see it and its actions as expressly anti-Muslim. The city council is currently deadlocked as to whether or not to issue a resolution condemning the hate promoted by APPWW and its leaders. Here to talk about the situation is our friend Anila Afzali. She is founder and executive director of the American Muslim Empowerment Network, an initiative of the Muslim Association of Puget Sound or MAPS. Hello, Anila. How are you doing? Hello, and thank you so much, Stefan, for having me. It's always an honor to be with you. Well, it's always an honor to have you with us. So let's start right at the beginning. Who is the Alliance for Persecuted People Worldwide? And and why specifically do you see them as a group promoting hate? Sure. So unfortunately, this is an organization, a Washington nonprofit that started earlier this year in February 2020. And uh, unfortunately, they have been holding events and also promoting in other ways uh, some really strong anti-Muslim sentiments. And they've given platform at their events to some well-known anti-Muslim bigots who have had documented histories of promoting anti-Muslim sentiment and dangerous conspiracy theories. And this is the kind of organization and the kind of hate that, you know, we hear it all the time. There are so many different groups and individuals who do promote this kind of hate. But the problem specifically with this organization, besides being a local nonprofit organization, is that it has been masquerading as a human rights organization. They've been trying to label themselves as this organization that stands for persecuted peoples worldwide. And they've been seeking funding and support from uh, elected officials and community leaders and other nonprofit organizations. That's what makes this organization unique and it makes it incumbent upon us who want to take a firm stand against hate toward any in our community to really speak out and say, no, we will not allow these kinds of organizations to deceive leaders, elected officials or organizations as they use their platforms to promote anti-Muslim or anti-any group kind of sentiment or dangerous uh, conspiracy theories that result in the kind of hate crimes that Muslims and other communities have been facing. Well, and so let's talk about the city of Redmond's role in all of this. And I should mention that is where MAPS is based. What has the city government's interaction been with APPWW? Sure. So this organization, after they started, uh, they actually contacted the Redmond City Council, some, uh, at least one council member, David Carson, and met with him. They also met with some city staff. There are, I believe, three different city staffers that they met with at City Hall. Uh, they did a presentation as part of public comment to the Redmond City Council, the entire council and the mayor. Uh, they were also, uh, I'm sorry, in their presentation, they specifically asked for funding and support and connections from the city. Uh, And also they showed their census video and their census video features two of the people we identified in this public statement that have shared really ugly and vile uh, comments uh, against Muslims. Uh, So that was something that they showed to the city council, their census video. Uh, And just to be clear, in their census video, they didn't have anti-Muslim sentiment, but it's the two people who have promoted anti-Muslim sentiment that were featured in their census video. And then most troubling, 
point, they ha- they asked and had the council president, uh, Tanika Padier, participate in one of APPWW's events. Now, that event itself, it was a July event entitled Bridging the Racial Divide. And that event itself, the name is is a beneficial one. It's, it's a topic that is absolutely critical, especially during our national uprising. But an organization like APPWW, who has been giving platform to hateful comments, vile tweets, and others, that is not the kind of organization that should be holding or hosting a discussion on how to bridge the racial divide. The very same way that we would not participate in an event on bridging the racial divide by neo-Nazi groups or organizations. So the council president participated there, and the community was very troubled by this and asked why did the council president participate in an event by an organization that has been promoting such vile and documented forms of hate. This public statement is about 22 pages long with the appendix. It includes the various ways that this group and some of its leaders and the speakers that they've invited to to their events have actually shared anti-Muslim comments and and sentiments and dangerous conspiracy theories. And instead of apologizing or acknowledging the wrong, unfortunately, the council president has sought to justify her uh, participation, uh, has made herself to be the victim, saying she's being attacked, and has really dug her heels in, uh, in not wanting to take responsibility for the very real harm that she has caused by perpetuating or giving lending city credibility to an event by an organization promoting hate. And this was after she had heard some concerns about this group back in June, and also after four other invited speakers, including community leaders like Estela Ortega, executive director of El Centro de la Raza, after four other leaders withdrew from that specific event when they learned about this organization and the kind of hate that it's been promoting. Hmm. You mentioned that there is a public statement with uh, over 140 signatories on it, and I will just hop in to mention that 18 indivisible groups in the state have signed on, including Indivisible Eastside, Seattle Indivisible, Indivisible Plus Washington, Indivisible Washington's 8th District, and Indivisible Kirkland, among many others. So you have been, as you say, uh, communicating on behalf of the community with the city council. You have three specific asks for the city council. What are they? Sure. So the specific ask that we made of the council is, uh, number one, to either issue a statement or resolution uh, condemning the kind of documented hate that we have in the public statement and specifically calling out APPWW uh, as being the source of this hate or to sign on to the public statement on behalf of the city or the council. So either one of those would have worked. We basically want a clear uh, condemnation of the kind of anti-Muslim hate that this group has been perpetuating that and that unfortunately the city in some ways has engaged with or lent credibility toward. So that was number one, was to issue a statement or resolution condemning the hate specifically by APPWW. The second ask was to have the council members uh, and the mayor sign on in their personal capacity to also condemn this kind of hate. Uh, We've had many other elected leaders like King County Executive Dow Constantine, King County Council members like Claudia Balducci, uh, Dave Updegrove, uh, Gurmai Zahalai, and numerous uh, uh, city council members from different jurisdictions also sign on in their personal capacities. And we want the same from the city of Redmond uh, at the council members and mayor there. And then we also were looking for some kind of acknowledgement of uh, responsibility and apology from the council president, Tanika Padihe. 
One of the most crucial parts of this is that the language in either the the public statement already contains it, but any resolution by the Redmond City Council must specifically condemn APPWW. It is my understanding that there was a resolution on the table that would call out hate more generically and not call out APPWW. Is that correct? That's correct. There's basically right now two uh, proposals around the resolutions. Uh, The first one is the kind of resolution that we want, which specifically names the problem. Because if you don't actually name the organization that's promoting hate, then what you're essentially doing, and if you just sort of come out and generically or generally condemn hate, it does not give any context for what happened. It does not help other people who might also be deceived by this organization. And it fails to acknowledge the actual source of harm here in this instance, it really becomes a kind of situation where people are saying all lives matter right. in response to something like Black Lives Matter. We have a specific problem here, and we need to really make sure we specifically name APPWW in the resolution because that context for the resolution matters. And by providing these sort of historical pattern and the precipitating events that get, that brought us to the situation, it shows the understanding that this instance and specifically what happened here was inappropriate and is not something that the city of Redmond or any of the city leaders actually support. By leaving out the name, which is what the other resolution does, it does not name APPWW specific. It it, it creates a sort of incomplete and false context, and it allows for APPWW to go around saying, oh, we were vindicated, and allows their harmful and dangerous presence in our community to continue. Uh, and, And this is something that has happened with other organizations as well, uh, historically and throughout our country. So we need to be very clear about the specific problem here. So those two resolutions are going to be considered uh, at the Tuesday, September 1st City Council meeting. And we don't know, I actually don't know if it's going to be two separate resolutions or one resolution with an amendment. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but the council seems divided on this issue of whether or not to specifically name APPWW. I will say that one of the council members, David Carson, has no interest whatsoever in any resolution. Uh, He does not see this as city business and does not see it as a priority and thinks there are more urgent city matters that we need to be attending to. And I take, you know, wholeheartedly disagree with that Mm. because I feel like and the community feels like this is a very serious public health issue, a safety issue, a well-being issue for the Muslim community in Redmond and all of those who live and work in Redmond, whether they're Muslim or not. And it really is something that the council in particular, when they have in some ways lent, lent credibility to such hate, they need to really condemn it uh, and make sure that they are standing by their professed values and the welcoming city resolution uh, that the city of Redmond has in place. So we really Really hope that Councilmember Carson changes his mind and helps pass a resolution that actually condemns hate. And we also hope that uh, the three other council members that have been opposed to specifically naming the, the hate or condemning the hate by APPWW, we hope that they also understand the seriousness of this issue and how much we really need to uh, follow the lead of the directly impacted community members. In this case, the Muslim community and so many other communities that have 
have called on the city council uh, to actually take action here and issue a statement or resolution condemning the hate specifically by APPWW. I believe they've gotten over a thousand emails specifically on this ask by now. Uh, and it's unfortunate that we still have uh, perhaps four council members who are unwilling to do what the community is insisting on and saying they really need as the first step in the healing process to rebuild some of the trust that has been lost because of this episode uh, and because we still don't have an apology from the council president. There is one member who is on the fence. This is council member Vanessa Kritzer. What is your Mm -hmm. appeal to her? Yeah, my appeal to her is that especially at this time of a national uprising on racial justice, when there is actual accountability and action expected from people, where we can no longer allow, you know, the the the, the kind of lack of action or the desire to appease those who are in a privileged position or in a position of power, you know, those who uh, like basically rather than appealing to the comfort of some people on council or the city, the Councilmember Kritzer should really be looking at the importance of standing with the community, listening to her constituents who are calling on her to please take action condemning specifically the hate promoted by APPWW in this instance. We really need leaders who have the courage and conviction to do what's right, to step up, to actually walk the walk and not just talk the talk. Because all the beautiful statements, whether there's, you know, we stand with the Muslim community or Black Lives Matter all of those kinds of statements can be meaningless if we don't actually do the work or put in the action or make the decisions uh, to ensure that those statements are in fact true. When we're given this opportunity to act, to take real action, we I really hope uh, Councilmember Kritzer does exactly that. Otherwise, I remember I recall the, the words, the warning or the concerns that uh, Dr. Martin Luther King expressed in his 1963 uh, letter from a Birmingham jail, where he specifically specifically acknowledge that, you know, white moderates who seem to be more uh, concerned about uh, order and more concerned with sort of uh, comfort uh, really are an impediment to true uh, uh, to, to, to true freedom and achieving justice. And I feel like that's exactly what's at issue here. And I will add that it's instances like this where we see how liberal forms of Islamophobia allow for the more vile hatred and violence, violent forms of of Islamophobia to perpetuate because if leaders do not step up and condemn by name and specifically the kind of hate that we are seeing in our communities, then we are allowing that to fester. And we know studies show that hateful rhetoric leads to hateful actions. And this is why people were calling, for instance, on President Trump to condemn the neo-Nazis in Charlottesville. And as President Obama rightly said, you know, how hard is it to condemn neo-Nazis? And that's a question I have for the city council and for council member Kritzer too, specifically here. How hard is it to condemn the hate specifically by a group like APPWW, who she even acknowledges has has uh, promoted hate? And, and uh, in fact, the organization itself, APPWW, despite their initial denials, now they have even admitted that some of those tweets and comments were in fact vile and hatred uh, and, and hateful. So if they even are admitting it, how hard is it for the city council? 
council to likewise acknowledge that and actually answer the needs of the community and specifically pass a resolution that calls out the hate, the documented hate by this group and its leaders and speakers. And just to be clear too, Stefan, we're not asking for a condemnation of APPWW as a hate group or label it that way or condemn them forever. All we're asking for is a clear condemnation of the kind of documented hate that has been collected and exposed through the public statement. And anybody should be able to look at that see it as a simple moral choice. You either condemn the hate or by your inaction, you are condoning it. Those are the only two options. And I hope the city council, including council member Kritzer, do the right thing here and actually condemn that hate specifically by APPWW and its leaders and speakers. Well, thank you for making that uh, extraordinarily clear. And I would like to extend an invitation to council member Vanessa Kritzer to discuss this issue here on the show, on the podcast, if she would like. Anil Avzali, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, we really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. And that is it for today. Our website is indivisiblepodcast.org. And if you would like to get in touch, the email address is indivisiblepodcast at gmail.com. Special thank you to Lori Caldwell, and thanks to you for listening. Mm-hmm.